Murray is Marshall with the cow, just going into character. I love it. I mean, you, you had it on there. I had to at least put it on for the for the first second there. I I love that it was so available. That oh that's yeah, just... it's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we're hanging out, with Marshall from Montgomery Drive, the legend of the Orlando music scene, tour manager, booking agent, you name it, he's doing it all. And uh, we're super pumped to to get Marshall on for his very own episode. Marshall, what's going on, brother? I'm I'm flattered, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, it's uh, when you asked, I was like, absolutely, we got to get it in. You know, uh, we just got to figure out our schedules and and when uh when it aligns, right? <laughs> yeah, you're you're way busier than I am. <laughs> no, no, you're being humble, bro. You're very busy too. I don't know. Like now, I'm in summer mode, so it, it's it's uh one of the perks of being a teacher. I'm not gonna lie, and nice. yeah, and then after the fest and a little uh, Orlando trip, I'll be taking my daughter out of daycare and just being able to be on full dad mode for about a month. That's nice, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm super fortunate that I get to do that for sure. Yeah, there's not really any. Uh... Any like off season <laughs> for, for shows, um, but that's okay. You know, that's, that's all good. Yeah, dude. So I guess let's just get right into that then, because you know you are a very integral part of the Orlando music scene, and we talk about it all the time on this podcast. Like how special what is going on in Orlando is. Like Orlando is flying under the radar for some reason, but yet producing some of the like biggest up and coming acts in in the country in the world like i just saw that uh uh magnolia park played like slam dunk fest like that's huge yeah i mean there's we i mean florida as a whole has just been really uh incredible uh you know and that i i feel like for touring bands and, and a lot of people, it's tough to route in, you know what I mean? But uh, unless you're hitting Atlanta and you're doing a few days here, but, you know, it makes, in my opinion, it makes the people who are here, you know, more hungry for it. And the people who are playing here, you know, you're going to hit your, your kind of statewide markets a lot more and build your, your core audience here. Uh, and, you know, with that, uh, a lot of amazing people have been, you know, a blowing up. Uh, there's there's no other way to put it but I mean you look at, at Mag Park or Meet Me at the Altar uh, and they're exploding Arrows in Action is is blowing up you know a lot of those guys are more uh, Gainesville uh, but you know it's still Florida you know and, and there's uh, maybe it's our swamps maybe it's in the water uh, but either way it, it's good and I kind of always sit back and feel like a proud papa watching uh all, all those bands get theirs, you know, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those bands a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, when they were really gaining some momentum, like I guarantee if you ask any one of them, they would say that like Marshall and Montgomery drive were a huge component of like giving them a chance to play shows in Orlando, because it's tough as a local band and it could get, really competitive to get on some shows when you know national touring acts are coming into town and you know i guarantee you if you ask any of them they'd be like yeah marshall took a shot on us and like that got our name out there 
So I'm sure that's got to feel like super like important to you. It, it does. I mean, you, you just took the words out of my mouth. I mean, it's very important. It, 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 it makes me feel uh, fulfilled. Uh, it makes my heart feel full to, to get to work with people and help them grow uh, in any way. You know, a lot, a lot of them, I, uh, I feel like, you know, I, I'm just, just as lucky to get to work with half these people. And, you know, coming from, you know, playing shows and touring myself, I just try to treat everybody how I like being treated. When you're, when you're touring around the country, you, you meet all sorts of people and some are lovely and some are uh, the opposite. And um, either way that that's okay. You, you, that's, that's part of what comes with it. You know? Now, it's got to also be really tough when a band comes to you that just doesn't quite have it. Like they're, they're maybe making growth and they're, they're showing progress from like maybe the last release that they put out, but they're still not quite there yet. And they like are hounding you all the time. Like, yo, can we get on the show, get on the show? And like, at the end of the day, like you also have to fill a bill that you know is going to draw well. So like, is, is that extremely tough too? like to have that on your shoulders? There are elements of everything that, that's difficult, any job. But at its core, I just try to be as transparent with everybody that I work with or I communicate with. And I, and I try to keep those lines of communication open. I think I've always felt that that's really the, the key. You know, if, if there's some reason I can't do something, I'm going to tell you. You know, I, if, things don't always have to be complicated. But just because I can't put somebody on a support gig, because because th- those things sometimes get political, it, it might not all be on me. It might come from the agent. It may come from the band. It it, it may they may be friends with somebody and they're just going to pull that person. Which, if you're an artist, you can understand too. Because if if you're that artist going to wherever you are and your old best friend's band plays there, you want to play with them. Uh, and sure. that's understood, you know, uh, for, for me on a local level, I, I mean, the thing that, that normally that weighs on me the most, that's difficult with that kind of situation where I have to say no is more, more relating to like age restrictions more than anything else. We have a lot of rooms that are 21 up, understandably, uh, you know, every room has, it's way of doing business and, and has their numbers they need to hit to, you know, pay their staff, their sound, all these things. And, you know, when, you know, when I mentioned meet me at the altar, for example, you know, the first time I got in contact with them, they were like 16 and it, I would love to put them at wills, but, but it, it would be wrong. Uh, and it's not just wrong for the room. It's, it's wrong for them because there's nothing worse than being like, Hey, congrats. I got you on this. It's going to be great, but none of your friends can come. Yeah, it's doing everybody a disservice. So it's it's tough when you have a place like Soundbar that was all ages that closed. And now now you're restricted to only so many rooms that are all ages and and having to say no to somebody who's great, but might be a little bit too young uh, where where it will be more fulfilling for them and for a room to put them in a different space in a different situation. But that's that's kind of what weighs on me more than like the support stuff because most bands are going to get it if if you if you at least respond and are 
and are communicating. If if I got inquiries and I was just like, cool. I I that yeah, that would be upsetting, I'm sure, for everybody. And that would yeah. I wouldn't I would have trouble looking in the mirror leading stuff like that. I I just don't, you know. Well, I appreciate you for being so transparent, but I can just personally tell you, like as I was helping you know, the bar down break tour route its way from the Northeast. I can't even tell you how many venues and booking agents I emailed and didn't even get like a, sorry, dates taken. Like yeah. no response. Yeah. I mean, and, and wearing, you know, as you were saying before, I wear a couple different hats, you know, here I'm a booker and a, and a promoter, a uh, talent buyer, that side of things. But, uh, you know, for Zeta, I'm their manager and their booking agent. And so for them, when we're routing tours, I, I, I personally experience that. And sometimes you're just not going to get a response and, and that's, that's okay. But that just means, you know, what, when you respond later and you really want my guys it went up, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, cause, cause it, it's like that famous song from yes, where it's like, don't call us, we'll call you. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you, you, I tell my guys every day, every single day for whatever question will come up, it seems to be an answer, but I'll, I'll always tell them, you're going to miss a thousand percent of the shots you don't take. So if that's throwing the net out to 60 venues or 50 venues or all the venues in a market that you're trying to hit, that the room size is right, right? You're going to do it. And you know what? Those, those, those venues that don't respond, you're going to be like, mental note you know uh, and the ones that do you keep doing business to... yeah yeah i love that now i you you mentioned that famous wayne gretzky quote um i i see today that you guys are kind of with the zeta camp taking your chance and taking your shot at, <laughs> at uh you know getting the attention of the mars volta right i'm not holding my breath on it but i'm not gonna not try <laughs> you know uh we we've that's just, it, it's too easy to not try. You know what I mean? Let's say nothing happens. Cool. You know, yes. if something happens, great. You know, but at the end of the day, uh, there are so many comparisons there that there's no reason not to just throw a net out there. And if we hear nothing, great. I'm, I, you know, but none of us are holding our breath on that. We have so many other things we're working on that in a perfect world, sure, maybe we can do something, but, you know, it's, I can't just sit here and just wait on that. You know what I mean? We, we have a tour that'll, that will announce on Friday. Um, and then uh, we have some other exciting plans that won't announce until August. And we have the fest coming up. And then next year is going to be their 20-year anniversary. So oh, we're already yeah. planning big for next year regardless of what happens. But you know what? If they want to play some shows and we can get some attention there from them and, and even open up a dialogue, that's a win. You know what I mean? Dude, that's pretty much what this podcast is built on. <laughs> like, seriously, we just take shots in the dark all the time. And most of the time, nothing comes of it. But, you know, we've landed some cool interviews just because I was like, you know what? Yeah, this person is totally out of our league, but I'm going to take a shot. Who set the league, though? You know what I mean? It, 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 at the end of the day, if you, it's like dating, right? You, It's not about how many people you approached or wanted to talk to it's about the ones that say yes and finding the right people or the right person or whatever that may be 
depending on the situation <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for that person. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, so it's, you, you have to put yourself out there. Hell yeah, man. So I guess since Zeta came up, I, I would love to hear kind of your story of how you linked up with them. Uh, did you start as like first a fan of Zeta and like just by booking them in the Orlando scene or is it deeper so, than that? Longer than that? It, it, I mean, it's, they kind of joke, they manifested this situation. I joke, I manifested it. Uh, but ultimately they're, uh, former bass player Gabriel used to hit me up and we'd try to make dates work. And every time the date just didn't work because unfortunately that is a reality. There's only so many weekends and so many rooms, you know? And so sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're talking about a group that tours like they do, you know, they're attacking a lot of that with one date at that time. And the, the, the first time I booked them, we had, we had emailed a few times at this point, And I was just like, the date didn't work. And I was like, dude, uh, no, you have to give me a book. Because like, <laughs> like, at that point, I was like, you know, I've been watching the audio tree. And I was just like, man, this stuff is so sick. You know, like, I, like this needs to happen. And I, and, I, and I told Gabriel that. I was like, dude, we need to make this work. You know, please give me another day. And like, can this work? Can that work? And I, you know, I pitched them you know, a couple other days, you know, and I don't, I, I, I feel like it, uh, I think they hit me for like a Sunday. Uh, and I, like, I just, I fought for a Monday because it was the day after fest. And, you know, I, I was just like, look, like this has to happen and we need to figure out the date and, uh, we made it work. And so at that point, our relationship was more of, you know, just, I was the promoter and they were a band. Uh, I did meet them the day before at fest when they played and, you know, instantly, you know, was hypnotized by their set. Uh, and then, and, you know, had a, had a short conversation with them, nothing long, you know, there's a million people there that they're trying to talk to people. It's not trying to, uh, steal all of everybody's time. Right. So, uh, yeah, the next day they came and we had a great show and, we just really connected. We just hit it off like person to person, not even on a business level, like business was fine. You know, I mean, I, I paid them at the end of the night um, and they were happy and everybody that played was happy, uh, but just person to person really hit it off and we stayed in contact. And from there I booked them a bunch more and over time, uh, now we're where we're at now. So, uh, just through kind of happenstance, I guess us kind of joking about it on both sides. Um, and you know, Wanchi from that band and I, we, we make a good team. So we just stay grinding. So how many years are you guys going on now? Well, they're going on 20 years in February. Uh, I've been working with them, promoting them probably probably four, five years, something like that. But then working in this capacity with them and started like, I'm not sure when in the pandemic because all that blurs, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I handled their first tour after the pandemic. Okay. And everything post then, which is, which has been great. And nobody's gotten sick on any of the tours. Everybody is vaccinated though too. So. Hell yeah. Love to hear that too. So I guess, um, are you now trying to, branch out into 
TM in more bands or is like Zeta going to be your main focus? Well, just to clarify too, like I'm not a TM for now. So, so there's so many typically go on the road with, with uh, a band and and handle the day to day. Uh, I mean, I do manage them uh, and and I do serve as a booking agent while I was out on the road with them. I did TM, uh, you know, or, or whatever they wanted me to do. Uh, but again, they, they've been doing it so long. It's like, they don't, they don't necessarily need me to, if it's going to, when I've been there, uh, if it, if it takes, uh, some pressure off or, or helps them just focus on whatever else they, they want or need to do, then I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, in terms of like managing more acts or, or, or serving as like an agent for more acts, it's, it's case by case. This is kind of the, the my go-to response but but it is you know uh felicity i help them with a handful of things uh with booking some stuff on occasion uh flagman sometimes uh and a lot of friends you know if you know the the zero miles per hour kids uh, i work closely with them and you know it you know over time i'm sure at some point when i have kids and i i can't be at every show all the time or maybe i'm sneaking out to settle the show or something <laughs> uh at that point I, I probably might be more inclined to do that but uh you know i i've gotten inquiries from some phenomenal bands uh across the country that i've turned down and and it you know i always tell them the same thing that it, it's it's again like the age restriction thing i i don't want to do anybody a disservice by taking on a commitment that I can't fill for somebody or that they're, they're going to have certain expectations that, that I don't feel like I can commit to. Uh, if it's something that makes sense for both sides and it's going to be mutually a good situation, then, then absolutely. But I, I would just, especially somebody locally here that I may have a good working relationship with already. I, I would never want to jeopardize that. By, by like taking on too much or, or something you know and and at this point your rolodex must must just be like so thick yeah, it's a lot <laughs> yeah right because you know I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of you know you scratch my back i scratch your back kind of thing especially you know dealing with like the marshall i'm sure there's a marshall of chicago and a marshall of new york and a, you know, i mean i want to meet all the marshals but I'll <laughs> like I'm, I'm the only one with one l um, uh, I, I, I haven't really met any who have uh, one, uh, but I have met some too. Um, and it, it can be, but but that's the same with bands too. There's a, there's a lot of bands that uh, I will talk to that I have close relationships with, and they'll they'll start telling me that they want to do like a Florida run or something. And you know, if they don't have history somewhere, I, I always suggest like show trading with other bands. But but that happens with promoters too, where sometimes we want to create more of like a uh, cohesive kind of routing where I would rather send somebody uh, to Tampa to be with my buddy Lewis because I know he's going to handle it how I would want it handled uh, or Tyler in Gainesville. Like I, I would not want to pass somebody off to somebody, uh, a promoter in any other market if I feel like they're not going to show up or be shady or not be able to look somebody in the eye and communicate with them. You know what I mean? Uh, going on the road. I mean, if you talk to all the bar down bands, you know, I'm sure they'll all have stories, you know, but I mean, I have my own stories from, from my touring days, but you know, I, I pride myself on being there, you know, and 
you know, there, there are people that we work with in Gainesville that, yeah, there is kind of like us, you know, we scratch each other's backs, but it's not like, it's never at the expense of anybody. It's more like, bro, like, hey, I'm trying to bring this band here. I want to make, make it worth their while. Can you set them up the day before the day after? So it's not like, you know, they're driving from Atlanta to Orlando and out to NOLA because that's yeah. awful, you know, but if we can, you know, partner up that way where I'm putting them with somebody trustworthy that's a, a solid person and, and is going to actually care about the situation for the bands, then yeah, it, it's great to to do that. Hell yeah. Love that, dude. So I guess, you know, we're, we're kind of going back in time. I, I, I also want to hear how you linked up with Wills because I would say the majority of your shows are at Wills. I know you branch out to pretty much all the Orlando venues, but is that more more or less your home base? Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, so after, I mean, I was touring a lot, right? And also still going to school. And I finished my bachelor's down in Miami. Uh, I went out on tour in Japan and I came up to Orlando and finished my master's up here. Went back out on, like I, I, Talk to social at that point and they made me an offer and I had to turn it down because uh, I had a Japan tour lined up. So I was like, sorry, man. Uh, and then I came back and I, I worked exclusively with them for uh, a little over three years, something like that. Um, and in my time there, I was very locally focused and oriented and fighting that fight while I was there. And Ultimately, we we took it from like uh, I think 150 shows a year to like 350. Wow, three three thirty. It was a lot, you know. And um, and at that point, when I when I did leave there, they were looking to go more club oriented. And when I left, I kind of just put out a statement that I was uh, going to just do some me time. But uh, uh, but you know, I left on great terms. You know, so we continued co proing and doing stuff together and 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 while i was there i met will like tons of times he'd come to shows and we'd, we'd just talk uh, or on occasion the company i worked for would do shows at wills on on select occasions uh so we knew each other and uh after i had like my two weeks of just kind of me time uh just kind of uh just unplugging for a little bit we sat down and talked and um, we just came to a really good arrangement. Originally, like I was more like in-house, uh, but it was always with the understanding of me being non-exclusive. And I, I just, early on in our conversations, that was kind of the thing that I, I kind of always stressed that I was like, yo, I just, I just dealt with this over there. So I'm not looking to do that you know, or, or we'd have to have a different conversation, you know? And, um, and Will was, Will was just like, cool, no problem. So we, um, through that, it'll, it allowed me to take on the Baltimore venue and do all these other things. So, it, you know, he's just always been awesome and good to me. So, uh, I, I tend to, to kind of navigate most of my stuff there. Uh, Sweet. And how many years is, is that going on there? Mm. Um, four. 
And do they pretty much have a show? I don't know. Uh, I, I need to like look at my like LinkedIn or something and <laughs> see what I left. Uh, because, so you know, now I follow obviously Wills closely on all the socials and it seems like there's something going on there like every single night. Like, the, is, it, yeah, is it pretty I mean, much the, every night? Yeah. And I mean, it's not even just me. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, no, it's only me because <laughs> that's not true. You know I mean? There's, there's tons of other promoters who do stuff in the room. There's, sometimes it's just bands. Sometimes it's Will. And you know that my main thing with Will's that that I, I, that makes it a very special place for me is, you know, you walk in, you see their message on the door, and everybody checks their ego. You know, no nobody's coming in there, you know, being a jackass and uh, or or kind of, you know acting like they're better than anybody else or they get, you know, they're getting checked real quick uh, and not hockey checked, right? Nothing physical. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, because of that, they have a very special atmosphere that they've created. And beyond all that, all the staff is lovely. Their sound crew is amazing. And it's just top to bottom a, a situation that I, I think whether you're touring or local, you definitely feel that kind of love when you go into a room like that because, you're not getting like, uh, and I'm not pointing fingers here, but you're, you're not getting, you know, rushed out within 30 minutes because your room has to get a DJ set up, which that, that's no slide on a room. That's just how some businesses operate, you know? And yep. so overall, just, it's a very special atmosphere and, and good room. And all that. genres, all genres. So, oh, yeah. So excellent. Yeah, like the stuff that I see on their stories, it's like all over the map. And I, it, it's it's awesome to see. It, it's not just like a punk venue. It's not just like a pop punk venue. It's everything. Yeah. And it's cool to see. So I guess, um, you know, since you've been doing it a while and Will's is not the biggest room in Orlando. Like you've mentioned how it's a special room, but not the biggest room. So like, you know, there, there's some bands that have kind of outgrown that. Room. Sure. Like, so are there any bands that have come through that you like just knew that they were going to be huge and like you booked them at Will's and now they're playing like, I don't want to say arenas, but they're playing, you know, the, the House of Blues of Orlando and like the bigger. I mean, you talk room. about Meet Me at the Altar or a lot of bands that, that were even from here, you know, but ultimately sometimes it's a it's a choice. You know, there there are bands that do have to make a shift, but then yeah. there are some that prefer an underplay. Uh, when I was at Social Beach, and like I fought really hard when Taking Back Sunday came through to keep it at Social. They could have done Beecham, but I was very clear with the owner back then. I was like, dude, like I'd rather pay the extra ten bucks and see him keep it. It makes it more intimate, it's special, you know. And so there are some bands that will just by choice do that, um, and there are some that should be in a bigger room, but the room's not available. So it, it it's it's always case by case with everything and there are definitely bands that you know without question should have been in a bigger room like i just had this guy will wood who i was not very familiar with and 35 dollars tickets at wills and sold out in, in a week you know and he could have done a bigger room but doesn't want to he he would rather bump his ticket and have something a little more special and intimate so it it's it's a conversation every time yeah, and 
you know, like you mentioned, the Taking Back Sunday example, you know, seeing a band that could play a way bigger room, but then having that more in, intimate set, like the, the fans live for that. And, and that energy then goes to the band and it just goes back and forth and it turns out to be a really special night. And yeah, it's I, something that you it's more memorable. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I've been saw, doing it for 20 years. Wills, Wills to 10 people. Say that again. Say, I saw that just... pop play to like ten people at Will's. That would never happen now, you know yeah. what I mean? But you know, like I have that story and that memory, and that's cool. You know what I mean? You, I, I don't know. And some bands will purposely do underplay tours and just only do small rooms, you know. And and that's it's case by case because like just because you can get a bigger room doesn't mean you want it because you're going to pay more money for the room. And maybe that number doesn't make sense. Or maybe there's a club flip or, or no stage diving or, or, you know, something else that your, your team or your people or your crew uh, just, it, it doesn't work for you, you know? Yeah, for sure. Case by case, like you mentioned. And yeah, it's the worst answer, but it's, it's, also <laughs> the answer. it's true. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, for sure. So um, I, I do want to, you know, definitely dive more into all the cool projects and things that you have your hands in. Um, but before we do that, I just have to let you know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So, Marshall, I, I don't think I even know this, but do you follow hockey a little bit or no? Not uh, I mean, I'm a Panthers guy, um, but, you know, I, I, I followed it when I was really young, uh, when we went to the playoffs against uh, the Colorado Avalanche and people were throwing rats, uh, you know, like that era. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did watch a little bit, and then I turned on one uh, one of their games with the Lightning, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> you just got smoked. And I was like, no, no, I can't. But it's like I've got the heat, so, I, you know, it's okay. I just need a better hockey team, I guess, to focus on or something. Well, yeah. Tampa was, Tampa's a little closer, and yeah, not... they, they, they took out my dudes, so I, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> it's not okay, right? So you you grew up in the Miami area, or yes. the Fort Lauderdale yes. area, Miami. Okay, so like, I guess, what was it like growing up in the Miami music scene? Because getting a tour to go all the way down to Miami like has to be non-existent. Or it's extremely tough. 
Yeah, I mean, most most people aren't going to do that unless they're they're doing, uh, you know, and this is just a hypothetical. You know, there's a million ways of doing this, but they may do like uh, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Tampa on the way. You know, and then but you have to make it work if you're wild to to do oh, that yeah. if you're coming in. Uh, growing up in Miami, routing out was easy, bro, because like you're you're coming from. The furthest south. I mean, like, unless you're coming from Key West, but there, I, you know, I don't know if there was a really big scene there. Uh, back when I was cutting my teeth, though, Miami was awesome. Uh, Churchill's was still thriving. Um, there was a great hardcore scene, really prominent, awesome screamo scene, and there were a lot of venues, uh, a lot of other spaces like the Alley and. Um, Chili Pepper existed for a while, and it was great. Uh, a, a lot of it for me, like my 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 bands and my projects, we would just do Churchills for the most most part. Uh, Marilyn Manson was just discovered there, um, but yeah, the, people used to joke that it, it was like the CBGBs of the South. It was really in a curb my language here. Uh, really in a terrible uh, area, and. Uh, but it, it was, you know, it, it was like our special little gem in that in that area. Uh, but you know, the, the 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 restrictions are different. You know, in Orlando, you're going to have a two a.m. cutoff there. Uh, there are a lot of times my band were was just starting to play at two a.m. and I it, it was a it was a special time. You know, uh, a lot of those guys that were in those projects. Uh, some are still active, some are not. Some moved to different places and are doing kind of what I do uh, in different markets. And uh, some run studios now. So it's kind of, it was a nice time. It was a cool time. And then some of them are in bands like out of time now. And so, <laughs> um, so it's kind of it's kind of funny because uh, that's really how I know Justin. So look at that small yeah. world. Yeah, full circle there. It's it's wild and funny yeah for sure so i do want to just show this real quick we got andrew from felicity saying marshall the legend thank you andrew <laughs> andrew we will see you in just a few days i'm so pumped to finally get to see felicity it's, I, it's actually crazy like i know they've got got some interesting stuff planned that i'm not allowed to share but oh sick yeah. um and you know it's so crazy. You'll have to be there and get your tickets to to experience and see what they're planning. But uh, probably said too much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now get... I know something's coming, and now I'm even more excited. So I'm yeah. I'm pumped. And it, you know, I was just gonna say this. You know, there's 12 bands playing, and I've only seen one of them, and that's really? Frontside. So like, what? 11 you bands. Time? Or any any of the Orlando guys? Or no. Yeah, so like Tom saw great weather when they they played with me on the, the broadside show, right? Yeah, so Tom Tom's been going to shows and I guess since we're on the topic of Tom, he had a successful surgery today, sending him well wishes. I, he's gonna I recover hope. fast. Do you tell him that I said he's gonna recover faster than Cody Rhodes? <laughs> so we're not I, I know that's a wrestler. We're not we're not going there. But he's not here. So the percentage of wrestling the last couple episodes has, has been zero percent. Okay. So, yeah. I'll keep it at the point one. We're, we're good. Once Tom gets back, I'll I'll let him go on his <laughs> tangents because he's he's probably itching to talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, eleven of the bands I haven't seen yet, 
and I can personally say this on the on the podcast that you do not want to miss the front sides set uh set like front side is so unbelievable like you are in for a treat and all the bands are unbelievable but like that's the only band i've seen live and they kill it so just get those tickets because it's going to be a special special day or night or evening into night yeah yeah Early morning. You can go to Wild Locker. Don't worry. Planties is open now till 2 a.m. So there's like a vegan restaurant next door now that's open. It'll be good. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be sick. So, um, you know, let, let's just talk about the name Montgomery Drive because I don't even know anything about that. So what what's the story behind the name Montgomery, Montgomery uh, Drive? The street I grew up on. Uh, real, real original there. Um and uh yeah so in miami i lived off of 72nd avenue and 118th street 120th was montgomery drive and that street i mean i could have walked on it directly to my high school um me and my buddy mike who we had bands that we play together and and uh, later on our solo projects did tours together uh, we would when we were rebellious young uh, teenagers would go smoke cigarettes and and walk uh on that street like super late at night and raid my parents liquor cabinet uh, if you're ever <laughs> great kids. um and um and yeah so that that's kind of where i grew up you know it, it's it's where i went when i was dealing with whatever uh, you know if if i needed to go for a walk or, or just or if i was doing uh dumb teenage stuff <laughs> so so have you been back Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. My parents still live over there. So every every single time I go down to Miami, I I it's impossible for me to not be there. Um and it's it's nice. I mean the street signs are different now, uh, because they got blown down during a hurricane. Uh, but uh, I actually have one in my house. Um is one of the signs? Yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I have the uh I have the actual street sign. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I guess while we're on the topic of street signs, uh, when I was in college in SUNY Cortland, there was a street right by the college called Party Drive. And it was always, always, always taking down because <laughs> every, every house, I mean, every like frat house and every. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Don't don't tell uh, the Miami people. Don't want to get in yeah. trouble. Oh, it's yeah. okay. They, re- they replace the signs. They're never going to know. This is like, I've had this in my possession uh, probably like 12, 13 years. Nobody's missing it. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. they'll, get, they'll, they'll just use that tax money, the Disney money, Disney money to. Yeah. 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 It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so um, I guess, Marshall, since you have your finger on the pulse of the Orlando music scene. Like wh- what's the, uh, the next Magnolia park. What's the next meet me at the altar. Like wh- what, what are we thinking? <laughs> Such a loaded question. I know. And I know these, like all these bands. Yeah, here there are so many bands that are doing amazing things that it, uh, it would be so wrong to, to just say one. Uh, but it, it depends what you're listening to. It depends what you like. You know, I mean, I could easily like point at 
you know, Felicity and all the things that they have going on and happening. I could talk about Zeta. Uh, I could talk about zero miles per hour. Uh, or I met a Yeti. But but there there's so many that, you know, depending on, like, if we had, like, a survey, and you're like, give me, like, 10 in this genre or that genre, it might be easier, but I would still think I would leave somebody out. Like, like we talked about at the beginning, there's maybe something in the water. Maybe it's the water at Wills um, uh, or water at Loose. I don't know. Um, but, you know, there, there's so many bands doing so many great things that I find it, you know, it's almost more hard-pressed to find a band that I'm like, damn, it's bad. You know what I mean? Because... Any any band that's going to get pushed to the moon, it's just going to be a band that they're going to have all those, you know, great things, right? They're going to have great music. They're going to have good stage presence. They're going to have amazing work ethic. But it's also right time, right place. You know what I mean? So, you know, because there are bands from Miami back in my day that I would have bet money that they would have been, you know, and they just imploded or yeah. wouldn't leave. You know, so it also it also takes putting yourself out there, you know, and I mean, we have amazing, great, weird stuff, man. You know, like 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 I mean, Flagman is kind of like Primus and Mike Patton had a baby, um, you know, so but there, there's a little bit of flair for everybody. Uh, Rashid Williams has a project called the LFJ Orchestra, and that's just like cinematic music. And it's insane. There's American Party Machine, which is like a wrestling gimmick band. Sorry, I'm making it 0.2%. Um, but, but yeah, again, it's it, so depending on what your flair is and your flavor, you know what I mean? It's, there's no telling, you know? And, and honestly, like, I don't think that there's going to be just one. Because right now you're not even just looking at one, you know? Yeah. And like in the example, you, you, you had to name two, right? But then there's still so many. I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Is, is Brave Weather just the next one or 408? I don't know. There, I, I think it's it could be awful. And, you know, but that doesn't mean they're all necessarily going to, you know, play certain shows or not play certain shows, but it depends how you define success, right? You know, yep, that's a loaded question. A, yeah, I mean, if it's just making a living, then... Sure, there's t- but if it's like, hey, you know, making Green Day money, I don't know, you know, uh, but but I want to see all of them succeed, and I want to, and I'm going to be, you know, that old guy in the, in the back, and they're like, oh no, I booked them once, and I don't know this, you know, and uh, or maybe if they remember me, maybe I'll be like side stage or something, but but you know, for me, I I I wish every single band here all that success and more. And you know what? Like the only person who's going to stop them is, you know, a lot of it is, is on yourself. You know, you, you have to, like we were talking about at the beginning, you have to put yourself out there. You have to take chances. You have to, and don't take no, don't take no for an answer. You know, somebody doesn't Mm want to book you in Asheville. Well, cool. You're, you're asking the wrong venue then find another venue, find another promoter, you know, yeah, that's that's exactly how the Bar Down Break Tour came to be, and yeah. we will we will like sometimes just not hear back or dates aren't available, and 
it's it's a game with that, bro. You're you're playing a little bit of chess, and you know you're just gonna find your way to wherever it needs to be and and make your magic happen. So I guess let let's talk about that up up and coming band who might live in Charlotte, North Carolina, or Charleston, South Carolina, and they want to play a show in Orlando. Like, how can they stand out to you? Because they're going to email you and say, I want to show at Uncle Lou's, or I want to show at Will's. Like, the, the first how do they get your email. attention? Yeah, emailing is a great start. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, You know, I get a lot of... Not DMs. showing up at your house? What I mean, I don't, I don't know. It depends what I got going on. I, I could, that could be great, you know. Are they bringing me food? Like, what's the story here? You know, um, yeah, I, I mean, an email's fantastic only because, you know, I get a lot of DMs on Instagram or Facebook and they get lost for me. Oh, yeah. Um, because I'm getting tagged by other people with other shows or, or, you know, I have stuff in Baltimore or other markets or different tours going it'll just push things around to the point that it's like, dude, like I'm, I can't get the notes, you know, like, like my email is where I'm getting hit with all the heavy hitter stuff. So I try to defer stuff there because I can leave things on red and forward things to myself as reminders. And, um, and it's searchable and way more searchable than on Instagram. Let's say I don't remember your band name, but you said something in it that sticks out in my brain for whatever reason. And, you know, if I'm sitting on about getting like three to 500 emails a day, just in this email, it's going to get pushed like a couple pages back. And, you know, I legit do try to respond to every email. It's difficult, but follow up with me. If I don't, if if it's been a week, you haven't heard from me, be like, yo dude, what's up? You know? And I'm gonna be like, crap, I'm so sorry. You know? (laughs) Cause that's my nature. I'm going to be like, thanks for your patience. Or I'm so sorry for the delay. And I'll be like, this is what's, you know, I was working a million shows or like I had this, but, but yeah, I don't need an EPK. I'm not that guy. You may have some managers that you, you want to reach out to that they may care about that. To me, I want to know who you are. I want to know, and I don't want you to write me a, a, a whole thesis, please. Um, <laughs> Cause I just, I don't have the time to read it anymore. Um, you know, if I was, if I was not doing the amount of shows I was doing and had more free time, I would love to read a thesis on your band, but, but send me that after we have a book just for like light reading for after, you know? Um, but yeah, an email is great. Let me know who you are. When, when are you trying to come? Is it just one date that, that that's possible? Let me know if there are other dates that are doable. Send me a link to your music. Uh, I do, I do not care if it's on Spotify. I do not care if it's a voice memo on your phone. You know what I mean? Your stuff is going to shine through uh, if, if, if you know, you record it. If you don't have something recorded uh, and you're a newer band, did you play in other bands? Uh, or you, have I worked with somebody you know? Let me know if, if you're being referred to me, you know? Um, sticking out is just, you know... Again, it depends what it is, but if it's just for just a show and you want to set something up, yeah, it's just taking, it's putting yourself out there and taking that chance. You know what I mean? If it's a support thing, yeah, I mean, I will hit you back with everything I need to submit. You know what I mean? Because that that becomes a different game. But yeah, for me, just send me some stuff, bro. Like, let me know who you are. You got some links to social media? I'd love to see if we got mutual friends too, you know? So uh, that's really all I 
look for, you know, and then, uh, and then it, it allows me to listen to new music every day, all day, which if that's not the dream, I don't know what is, you know? Um, I love that. Yeah. When bands send us music and, or they like want us to listen to a release before they yeah. send it out, that, that gets Tom and I's juices flowing. It also like, you know, you, you feel appreciated and trusted. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've got um, buds here that I work with pretty regularly and they're recording right now. And I, I was trying to submit them for something. Uh, it didn't work out for them just because there wasn't enough content up for the other people that were being submitted. So they, that, you know, manager went that way, but you know, they, they sent me an unreleased raw, like non-mixed track. And dude, I told the guy, I was like, bro, I've been listening to this like every week. It's awesome. Like, this is so good, you know? And when I sent it to the guy, he was like, you know, he's like, I wish they had more stuff, but like, tell them like, I'm, you know, very flattered that they even felt comfortable sending this because it sounds great, you know? And it's just that, like, there's so much more here that this band can see that, you know, so sometimes it's, you know, the situation of content being king there, you know. So I guess since we're on the topic of content, because this is kind of a new uh, platform that really has became become a powerhouse in alternative music, and that's TikTok. So, like, it's such an interesting platform because you can reach your target audience and blow up quickly like we even our bar down account like we've had a few posts that have blown up like bigger than anything we've had on any other social media platform and yeah. gained fault like we now have the most followers on our tiktok than any of our other mm-hmm. socials which yeah. we've been running for over three you know over three years like our instagram oh, you've, been, you've been running a long time yeah. we've been running a long time so like for it to blow up so quickly it's like whoa like how did this happen and it's like literally our target demographic like people that like hockey and alternative music like it's very like the algorithm is very specific but then when something blows up so quickly as someone who has to fill a room it has to be there's got to be some like gray area where like yeah this band has a hundred and fifty thousand tiktok followers and they're showing us this but I don't know if they're going to fill a room. Like there's, there's kind of like a disconnect there. Yeah. We, this is an ongoing conversation very, probably every day that, that, you know, I'm not only having with somebody like Zeta, but uh, I am also having with artists that are coming in to venues that I'm just promoting, which some may have TikTok, some may not. I'm not telling anybody what is best or good or right or wrong here but to me um if there is a platform that you can reach somebody who might enjoy your content i don't know why you wouldn't want to leverage it no of course absolutely Uh, and and in terms of you know reaching your audience the beauty in tiktok is you are going to directly reach them and indirectly reach them so you're going to reach them on, on multiple levels or just people just scrolling randomly, you know, finding your stuff in terms of like somebody having 150,000 followers on TikTok, Are they going to fill a room? That is a very weird topic right now. The reality of it is, I don't know, 
because you know what, like this is like for somebody like me, if I'm promoting, uh, for example, I had cannibal kids last night at Will's, right? If I was like, Hey, come see cannibal kids tonight at Will's, right? I might hit some people, but then somebody in Cleveland or wherever else is going to see them and be like, yeah, that's great. I'm in Cleveland, you know? That could be cool because then they may be like, cool, I'm going to follow this for when I'm in Orlando, you know? So so there, there is beauty to that, but there's also like, you know, how much of that is real? How much of that are people that are actually going to convert? How many of those people are, are, are folks that are not going to leave their home? Because that is still a thing. And beyond that, how much of that is even, I mean, did you buy some of these? You know, uh, if it's all organic, um, then that's fantastic. But again, it doesn't mean it's going to translate. I had friends who played a festival uh, pretty recently, uh, and the headliner acts were people that had giant numbers on TikTok, but they didn't bring anyone. I know people who have massive numbers on TikTok, and they're playing, and they're crushing it. So this this is not to say that this is how it always is, or this is how it always is, because it's... It, things don't work that way. It's a gray area right now. And yeah. ultimately, uh, the, the story that I, I shared with Zeta, which I was like, hey, we need to start leveraging this, is because of Flagman. Flagman played a show with Battles at Will's Pub. And the, the guy in the band, Sam, who plays bass and, and is their vocalist, told me that they had a fan that drove up on a Monday, paid the 20 whatever dollars it was for the Battle show, which... If you don't know battles they were supporting tool on their tour it's like that's a big band uh with tons of uh um, it, you should look them up uh but uh you know so you know it's gonna sell out because it's battles right but this fan came up to him and told him like hey like i drove from fort lauderdale to see just you guys like i discovered you on tiktok and i love your band paid that money saw them and left so right there is proof that it does work. You can reach people. If if that ratio is 1 to 20,000 followers, who cares if it's one extra person coming to the show? It's still one extra person coming to the show. Well, I, I guess, yeah, like for a band, yes. Use, mm-hmm. use TikTok as leverage. Like sure. you, you, every band should have it for sure. For you on the booking side, for like me what, on the booking side, I'm not going to sit there and look at somebody's TikTok numbers and be like, "Cool, yeah, they need to play a thousand person cap room because they have these numbers." We're going to have a discussion, you know, because the reality of it is, it, it's not that simplistic. Yeah, like we were talking about, like for that guy Will Wood, he's got a huge TikTok following, massive, and you know when that conversation started. You know, the, the agent was like, hey, we're looking at these size rooms, but we want to do this. And I was like, okay, well, so Wills? And he's like, yeah, that's what we want to do. So that that kind of was resolved for me. If um, if it's all on me, then then again, it's we're going to have some discussions. I'm going to be like, well, cool. Like, can you send me so many any numbers? Like, how big of your fan base? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my due diligence. It's part of my job, right? I'm going to look and see, like, cool, how many monthly listeners do you have in, in our market? Are your numbers on TikTok the same as Instagram? Are they the same on Facebook? Do you use Twitter? Where's all your engagement? You know, and and again, sometimes these things are like, 
you know, bands are going to be able to provide that and be like, no, no, like, look, this, this is it. Like, and you know, again, with uh, more risk with a more expensive room comes more reward for everybody, but also some bands are going to want to do a smaller room. So it's going to be case by case. Um, but we're going to have a conversation and see what everybody's comfortable with, because that's how everybody's going to feel good about the situation. Plus like just being super real here. Let's say you, you do a hundred people in a 200 cap room. Still looks okay. Right. If you do a hundred people in a thousand person room, it looks terrible. It looks empty. Oh yeah. It looks empty. So a lot of people will sometimes also want to, you know, on my end, like maybe have contingency options where it's like, cool, we have this, but if we blow it out, no one shift up here. You know. But you know, again, sometimes that that's people just being like, well, no, we need to make X money, so let's just bump our tickets and do it here. So based upon those discussions and and whatever situation may be, it is going to be case by case. So it's just made your job super complicated is basically what you've said. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not any less complicated than it was or, or any more complicated than it was just with Instagram because it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I mean, TikTok, I just, TikTok is weird because of how it's working for people. Yeah. But I, I just mean it's the same thing in the sense that, like, I know people who have 50,000 followers on TikTok, or I'm sorry, on uh, on Instagram, and I'll book them and they'll, they'll bring them to people. Yeah. Not not saying names there, but I also know people who have like 200, or like 200 people on their Instagram and we sell out every time. So all, all these things are just numbers. You know what I mean? Um, you know, that's where these analytics and like keeping records and staying on top of your stuff and doing your own research really helps. But, but again, if you have a good relationship with somebody, you're going to communicate, you know, and try to find something that everybody's happy with because at the end of the day, my job was complicated before and it's just never going to not be complicated. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. And if, like if you said, was, you get to listen easy, to music. If it, was, if it was easy and not complicated, there would be a lot more people doing it. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, I, you know, again, this is where that communication and transparency comes in. If you have a good relationship with the agent or the band, you're, you're going to have a very um, real conversation and it's just going to, you're going to figure it out. Or they may be like, well, fuck you. This guy's going to give me all this money. So I'm just going to yeah. You yep, know, or, or, or it may be as simple as this person's going to give us all this money and make it free. You know what I mean? Like there's, and that's where sponsors and all these random things, like there's a million, it, you know, it's a discussion. Touche brother. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm super pumped to just hang with you for an entire day. Listen Pretty to nice. 12, 12 great bands. It's been like a year coming, man. Like, yeah. I, I talk to you more than some of my friends back home. So like <laughs> it's going to be a, a great day to celebrate all this hard work. And I'm just so pumped to hear your side of the story, man. Cause it, it's super interesting and I could talk this stuff all day. And I'm sure if Tom was here, we would have another four hours of content. Not only would it be like that, we'd probably be at like 10% wrestling, which I know. Oh yeah. 
you don't want to do. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, we'll, we'll just have our brawl down uh, uh, podcast just one day, just me and Tom, just talk, talk some wrestling and, you know, when, when he comes back and he's healthy, I'll let him do it because, you know, we miss Tom and I hope that he, he heals up enough so that he can wheel out to the fest. And if not, we'll just bring the fest to him. I'll just turn my phone on and bring it to him. Yeah, we'll need to have people set up uh, live streaming from each room. That's <laughs> yeah, because he's, you know, he's been or, working or on we can, Tom, Tom can be wheeled around and we can have like conga lines around Tom. Like he can kind of lead people venue to venue. Dude, I I love the the sound of that. I yeah, truly I, love I, the sound. I of hope that. he's okay and up to to coming. Um, Fingers crossed. Fingers. It's gonna be a fun weekend. I mean, you know, I, I you guys are gonna have a blast with your elder emo night, and then you know, then we'll be rocking all Saturday. Um, it's crazy that it's crazy. We're already almost at the end of June. Like that's it's wild. Yeah blink and gone you know yep and i needed to slow down though because i don't want to wish my summer away <laughs> well so what i always tell bands and like i'll probably remind you of this and i'll tell you this like at far down but whenever it's like something <clears throat> special or or like a really important night uh, and my dad told me this before i went on tour in japan and like really grateful that i took his advice uh and did it but i i dude i told christian from brave weather the same thing <clears throat> before their first show um with me at the abbey uh which was their, their first live show with broadside and i just told him uh, i was like look like when you go up there it's gonna be slow for like a second and then you're gonna blink and it's gonna be oh like, yeah it's like i know it's one of the hardest things you'll do but but it's really important that you try to take a second for yourself just breathe and look around and just just soak it in you know because like that's what it's for that's that's why you do all this right so like again when the festival comes and we're there and we're in the middle of it it doesn't matter how many people are there in that moment it doesn't matter if it's the beginning, the middle, the end, it doesn't matter if it's the craziest part. You need to try to take a second and just breathe and just look at it and just, just soak it in. Because yeah. that, that'll stay with you, you know? But but then you're going to like, that'll stay and you're going to literally be like, you'll, you'll wake up and you're going to be at Disney. And you're going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? So it, it's important to like take that time to really savor those moments and keep them fresh and special in your head because that's the most beautiful part of of concerts and doing things with people that you enjoy their company and sharing experiences are creating memories and moments together so yeah yeah dude i'm i'm super pumped to create these moments man it's gonna be a fun time and i'm excited to finally step foot in wills and lose and see what i've been hearing just so many great things about so it's gonna be you're uh, gonna be like damn all this was a lie <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding it's not, it's not gonna be like that. you're like oh <laughs> nah dude it, i i i you can like when you walk into certain venues you could just like feel the history sure. and i i already know that that's what i'm gonna feel like their 27 year is september yeah so it it i know it's gonna be a special place i know it's gonna be a special night and we got just great people that are coming out. So it's going to be a blast. And Marshall, I really 
appreciate you coming on here and sharing just so much insight and make sure if you are trying to play Orlando, you email Marshall. I mean, you can hit me other ways. It's just like email is definitely uh, the easiest for me. I just, um, half the time I get an email and I'm like looking and I'll look back and be like, crap, this person hit me like a month ago on Instagram and I just didn't, you know, so yeah, email would be lovely <laughs> if you don't like. Um, but whatever is your is your flavor, I will try to accommodate. Right? Hell yeah! Well, Marshall, dude, I'll see you in a couple of days, man. So, okay, wait, it's gonna yeah. be good. It, it's not good. goodbye. It's I'll see you in a, in a couple of days, my friend. Definitely, but man. thank you for having me. It was awesome. yeah, dude. It, it it was definitely necessary. Like I feel like you didn't get your due justice when we just had on a couple of months ago like i'm fine living in the shadows bro. no so dude good. no you're not living in the shadows everyone wants to know the, the the story behind montgomery drive and now we know it's a street and it is actually a street, <laughs> street. Yes. <laughs> and it still exists and still there yep so we're, we're, one day there's gonna be like tours going by and be like oh and this is where the famous montgomery drive was yeah was uh yeah, you're gonna be like oh yeah that guy marshall smoked cigarettes here it's it's good thing he stopped <laughs> um yeah yeah terrible <laughs> well glad you stopped brother well me too <laughs> dude I guess let's just end this and we'll, we'll we'll continue this conversation in a couple of days in Orlando at Wales and Uncle Lou's get those tickets if you don't and... we're gonna check you or you're going to be waiting in a very long line to buy your tickets. So it's also very possible. And we're yeah. going late. So if, if you have day plans and you're coming a little bit after, don't worry. We're going to still be we'll, rocking. Yeah, we're going to be rocking all night, man. We got 12 bands playing. It's going to go. And there's food right there. Don't worry. Hell so yeah. Bring your appetite for music, drinks, and good food. Sounds like a great night. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Peace. Okay.